because I am coming with our topic for today, which was prioritization. Finally, we get to priority. Finally, finally, finally. We also had, if you're doing your daily study calendar in your virtual trainer, we also had all of Quick Facts, the skills, uh, the, the section four skills were studied today too. And so remember the entire goal of the reason why I'm coming with questions and, and going over every day with you is to help you get started, help you get started with consistency for the new year. And shout out to all the people who joined me today, even though it was the final day, um, Jace, I had uh, Marissa, I had Sharon, thank you guys so much for joining me on day 30. You guys are ready to get in it and you can go back and watch those videos uh, for sure to keep you on track. All right, so I will be asking you questions from the priority lecture from my virtual trainer student workbook. And also I will be having some quick facts questions for you as well. Now, who has done every day? Who has done every day? Is there anyone on here today who has been with me, rocking with me every day? If so, you are amazing. And I expect Great things for you. Danae says, I've been in the building. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so prioritization. Shout out to Ashley Ardra. Um, a birthday. Yes, Katara, me, all have been with me. Oh, man, you guys putting in that work. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead and like my Facebook page. If you have not done that, subscribe to my YouTube channel because I have some really great things coming up and I don't want you to miss them. All right, comments on the screen tonight. I want over a thousand comments. Come on in, we're doing questions and they're going to be excellent tonight. First question, we are talking about priority. So these questions are gonna come from the things that I, the things that I studied today in the VT Student Workbook. First question is this, what is the priority? Okay, which is the priority? You have two patients no you have two not two patients you have two nursing actions right now two nurse are you guys with me are you ready for these questions all right um she said smash that excitement button i love that siobhan <laughs> i love it all right okay you have two nursing actions which is the priority is it preventing infection or promoting rest which one is the priority preventing infection, or promoting rest. Come on in, nurses. I am asking you. It's all about priority for a little while. I got a couple priority questions for you, and this is to make you critically think, okay? Shout out to my nurses in Jamaica. Yaman, Yaman, you are in the place to be right now studying with Remar Review. And don't forget, guys, huh, let me move this hair. Mm. With God, it's possible, all right? And I hope it's possible for you guys to get the right answer because I asked you, which is the priority? Is it preventing infection or promoting rest? Ooh. 
Mm -mm. I'm just letting you guys answer. I'm having a good time. I'm feeling good. This is day number 30 and I'm so excited. I'm so excited about the next thing. You guys know what the next level is. I can't wait to tell you. All right. So the correct answer, guys, is promoting rest. Promoting rest. This was not a trick question. This was a priority question. All right. So promoting rest is going to be a priority over preventing infection. Is there anybody that would like to tell me why? All right. Hey, if you're just joining us, class is definitely in session right now. And that means I'm teaching tonight. I'm teaching tonight and I'm here. I'm here to get you guys all the way together. All right. Um, yeah. So promoting rest is going to be the priority because of what I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for the rationale. I like that. You need rest to prevent infection. Okay. Is there something else? Um, I always second guess myself to enable fast recovery. I know you guys, I'm looking for the words. I don't see it. Yes, Venus, Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Seriously, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What are the basic, the basic needs that take priority over everything else? What are they? They are air. They are food. They are rest, right? These are things that are fundamental to life. It doesn't matter. Listen, you can try to be preventing all the infections in the world, but if your patient has not slept in 48 hours, that's a bigger problem than the infection, right? And so you have to be so careful. You have to be so careful because we forget we forget those fundamentals. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a fundamental, right? So um, uh, if I ask you that again, you'll get it right next time, all right? Don't sleep on Maslow's because these are. this is how you can fail NCLEX, by missing the very simple questions that will knock you below the passing rate, all right? Okay, you got it now? All right, all right. I got some more. This is priority. This is priority. All right. All right. Let me see what else I got for you guys. Here we go. Which is, come on in, we're studying. Next question. Which is a priority? Which is more of a priority? The patient with an arterial hemorrhage or the patient with hypovolemic shock? Okay. Who is more of a priority? The patient with the patient with an arterial hemorrhage or the patient with hypovolemia. The patient with hypovolemia is shock. Which one? A or B? I like that. Okay. Come on in. We just got finished talking about Maslow's. And now this is another. This is another. Mm, I don't know. I guess this is another, we have a patient with arterial hemorrhaging and we have a patient with hypovolemic shock. Who is the priority? If I tell you how to look at this one, you'll figure it out. So I'm not going to say anything, but I see a lot of shocks. Yeah, I see a lot of patients, people that are saying hypovolemia, shock, 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 shock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on in, put your answers in. Don't be afraid to put your answers in. I love to see the comments. I think they're so helpful. And also what I'm trying to do is train you to go with your first mind. I'm trying and I'm spending time with you 
so that you can practice this tonight with me. All right. Um, and I'm going to say this. I love to be here with you guys. And even though I'm not going to say that I'm the only one doing this, I am definitely the most excited when you guys get it right or wrong. It doesn't matter as long as you're trying. So the two patients, the two patients, we have a patient with hypovolemia or the patient with arterial hemorrhage. Who is the priority? Hurry up, Kathy, and answer. Hurry up. All right. Um, Judy says shock. Fortune says, hello, Remar. Hi there. Who's the priority? Renati says arterial hemorrhage. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you. We're talking about two patients. Um, who is the priority? Somebody with a hemorrhaging, uh, a laceration, or somebody with hypovolemic shock, meaning that their, um, their organs are not getting what they need. They're a hypovolemic state. All right, guys. Good job. The correct answer here is the patient with the arterial hemorrhage, the patient who has an artery severed. Why is that more important than a patient with shock? Why is it? Well, because if you have a slice in your arm and your brachial artery is shooting out blood everywhere, what's happening? You're not only losing fluid, but you're also going to bleed out and die if you do not get emergency surgery. Because once an artery is severed, oh my goodness, what is the treatment of that? You can't just put a Band-Aid on it. You can't just apply pressure to an arterial laceration, all right? Patient with hypovolemic shock, guess what? There are no lacerations in the body. Everything is contained. All right, the blood pressure is dropping, but the heart rate is going to compensate. All right, so you got to think who's going to die first. The person that's going to die first is the one who has blood squirting out everywhere all over the place. Okay, so you would not pick shock over arterial, hem arterial hemorrhage. Okay, you guys got it? All right. Okay, this is about learning. Okay, this is not about perfection. This is about progress. This is day number 30 of our 30-day challenge yeah okay next question mm. which is the priority patient is it the patient with diabetic ketoacidosis or chronic renal failure which one which is the correct patient for your priority and yes that one was abc's that one was our uh, airway breathing circulation for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, so we're talking about now a patient with diabetic ketoacidosis or chronic renal failure. And remember, diabetic ketoacidosis, what's happening? That patient's blood sugar is going what? If you're a diabetic, does your blood sugar go up or does your blood sugar go down? Which one, all right? It, it goes way up your blood sugar goes way up. So patients with diabetic ketoacidosis, they can have blood sugars in the 600s, the 500s, the 400s, right? So blood sugar's going up. Whereas chronic renal failure, what's the problem with that? That is fluid buildup, fluid retention. So who is going to be the priority here? Who do you guys say? Ah, a lot of DKAs, a lot of diabetic ketoacidosis, and a few renal failures. The correct answer, however, is going to be DKA. 
yes, you got it. You got it. Diabetic ketoacidosis is the priority. Because remember, guys, we learned that DKA is a what? It's an emergency. It is considered an emergency. The patient has to be treated. This is an acute condition. It means it comes on very quickly. Um, chronic renal failure is something that the patient has had for what? For months. They may have had it for years. And so we always do acute over chronic. Good, good job. Good job, everybody. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, and yes, you guys can, you know, you do, if you study diabetic ketoacidosis, you can think of how it's treated. You can think of, you know, all the complications if it's unresolved. All right. Great job. Great job. Let's do a next one um, here. Hmm. Which is the priority patient? Thank you for studying with me today. Which is the priority patient? Is it, um, is it the patient with chest pain or is it the patient with epiglottitis? Who is the priority there, people? Is it the patient with chest pain or is it the patient with epiglottitis? All right, I'm gonna let you think about that one. Put your answer on the screen. Remember, think about the nursing interventions for both of them, chest pain. If a patient comes in, they have chest pain. You don't know what the chest pain is for. It's just chest pain. Or is it the patient with epiglottitis? You don't know what epiglottitis. If you don't know what epiglottitis is, because we go over epiglottitis, um, in both of these books, you can see it popping up. Okay. So anyways, epiglottitis or chest pain, which is your priority? This one should be, you should knock it out of the ballpark. And I see, but I see mixed answers. I see mixed answers. I see some people saying it could be chest pain. And then other people are saying, uh-uh, it's airway, it's epiglottitis. All right. So the correct answer, of course, is going to be epiglottitis. Yes, epiglottitis. Absolutely, absolutely. Because with epiglottitis, you do have an obstruction of the airway, okay? And so that is considered a medical, serious medical emergency of the highest order, all right? And so you would go see that patient first. You have to, you guys, you have to, have to, have to study your content. You have to study your content because there are just some fundamental things that you have to be able to demonstrate. You have to be able to demonstrate epiglottitis, it's just straight facts, okay? When you hear that word, you should think, I gotta know about airway. I gotta know how to solve this. Okay, um, but I can't, can't stay on it. I can't stay on this. Here we go. Um, let's see. All right, question here. We're talking about, okay, we're talking about informed consent, right? Informed consent was part of the legal issues I wanna review. Um, some things that I saw in the Quick Facts book. So we know about informed consent. The question is, how do I want to say this? Does HIV require an informed consent? Does HIV testing require an informed consent? Do you need to have that before it's done? Okay, you guys know we went over informed consent. Yes, we went over informed consent. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about that? Um, does HIV 
testing require informed consent? What do you guys think? Yes, no, yes, no. Mm, mm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, I'm so glad I asked this. And as I'm looking at it, I'm thinking of another, I'm thinking of something else already. Put the answers on the screen. Lots of yeses, a few no's, a few no's. The majority of you guys are saying yes, though. I simply asked this question. Do you need informed consent to do HIV testing? I don't even know. I'm trying to think of actually where I, I know I was studying the quick facts and um, I'm trying to think what spot, spot sparked my mind to ask that. The correct answer is act, uh, actually yes. The correct answer is yes. Okay. Um, you do need, you do need informed consent to do testing, blood testing. So if there was any kind of genetic, uh, genetic testing that you were going to do on your blood or, um, if you, if you need to do, I'm trying to read my notes, blood testing, HIV testing, AIDS testing. Um, these are things that you need to have conformed consent about because you need to explain, okay, what are the benefits of, of this test, right? What are the benefits of knowing this test? What are the consequences? What will be done as a consequence of getting these results? Okay. So the correct answer is yes, 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 yes for that. All right. And yes, patients can definitely 